Um, do you want to make some more uh, desk noise, Al? <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. I'm discussing it later. <laughs> and I'm going to wait on this one. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the procrastinating Perchamere. Gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, I haven't asked you first in ages, so fuck you before you say That's that. I'll ask you every true. week. What have you been up to this week? I was going to do um, a similar intro to my live stream yesterday. And it was going to be, hello and welcome. I'm Al. And then I had three cameras set up and it was going to be, and I'm Al's ass and I'm Al's <laughs> hands. <laughs> but my ass camera died. So it just, it just totally pains to that plan which yeah. is what a shame. typical issue though I hate when the ass camera goes the on. ass camera just 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 died it couldn't handle the the resolution um <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> so um i'm as we speak uh working on the third vlog for the campers um mm. i've been fixing up a load of uh electronics in in both of the cars repa- replacing like obscure parts like windscreen washer pumps and Tiny little light bulbs in the dashboard that need to be um, replaced. Oh, they're a fucking nightmare. They're, especially when every single bulb is a different type of bulb. You can't yeah. just buy a blanket set of bulbs and go, oh, I'll just yeah. replace them all. Like, no, every, and everyone's a different wattage mm-hmm. because the little light bulb in the ash, I don't know why there's a light bulb in the ashtray, but there is. <laughs> I don't know why there's an ashtray, but there is. But that's a, that, that, that's a different wattage to the light bulb uh, under the. The, the gear lever that lights up when it tells you what gear you're in. I'm like, Jesus. Um, but that's fun. And some of them actually have to be replaced. Otherwise, they don't pass the um, certificate because, yeah, things like full beam, you have to, it has to indicate mm-hmm. that they're on. Yeah. Otherwise, you're blind people. Um, so lots of little, little tiny fixes like that. Um, and I've ripped out all, all the cars so they're both empty and ground them all down got rid of all the rust so they're ready for welding now so next step is welding um and i also hired a wet vacuum and wow those things really uncover a multitude of sins yeah (laughs) um so i'd I'd already vacuumed the seats and scrubbed them and got them within kind of like sittable standards Um, but this was just fucking disgusting. Yeah, just like <laughs> gallons you, and gallons of filth. Have you never used a wet vac, wet vac before? Ah, no. uh, see, I remember there being um, one of the pubs I worked in. We'd never like the the carpets had never been like properly wet vacked, mm. and the first week that we did it, um, they were like, "Oh yeah, we we just do it on like uh, on Monday morning before we open." I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no, you 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 want to start this yeah, Saturday yeah. night the, the minute you close the doors." Yeah. And yeah, the sludge that came out of that was more. But even when 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 the water that comes out of the seat belts is brown, <laughs> you're like, this is something wrong here. Oh, golly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, ripped all the carpets out and just completely like tore all of the insulation off the bottom because that was just disgusting. It was like sodden, and that's been keeping a lot of water in as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like rock wool, but not rock wool, just wool wool. So it's just pure wet all the time. So I'm going yeah. to replace that with something synthetic, I think, um, nice. just for a bit more insulation and to yeah. get rid of the rust. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, and then yesterday, um, I did my first ever live stream, uh, which was great. It was part of the Virtual Craft Festival, which uh, was going all day. Uh, had some great makers. We had JP doing some turning. 
Um, Heidi was on there making a little hand-thrown uh, pot, which is lovely. Uh, Andy Heal, um, AH Bespoke, was doing some electronics and prop making, which nice. is really nice. Uh, Franco did a little cook-along. Um, so it was a real mixed bag um, all the way through the day. It was, it was really nice. Uh, and it's just a wholesome event. Everyone just kind of joining in. Uh, I say everyone, obviously not you two. Um, everyone joining <laughs> into each other's feeds and, and in the chat rooms and stuff. It's very much kind of the Makers International vibe, you know, just people yeah. in the chat and, and giving banter and stuff. Um, Steve's got your hand up. Yes. Uh, I was just going to ask, for people like myself that couldn't actually get there to watch any of the yeah, live yeah, streams, yeah, yeah, are they uh, up and available after the fact? Yeah, so I think straight away YouTube just then puts them up on your channel as Sweet. a video that you can watch. Um, the only thing is, I think an hour is a long slot yeah. for a, 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 a live video to then rewatch. Yeah. I think then the, the, the novelty of watching it live um, disappears. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is download it from YouTube, just do a like 10 minute edit. Yeah. Nice. Of like here's doing this, here's doing that, and maybe just turn it into a voiceover instead, because it was yeah, as I say, it's very much an interactive experience where you're chatting to yeah. people in the room. It I don't think it works watching it back. Um, I've had a few views since since then, but I I wouldn't like to watch a a rerun of a live stream. Yeah, it, just, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem to make sense. Um, uh, so that was great. But nice. what what was nice about that? Um, obviously, just doing the stream was nice, and 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 having that kind of in my repertoire now. Um, but it meant I had to do something that I've been putting off for like two years now, which was installing the beer pump in the in the bar. <laughs> um, I genuinely wanted it for a long time. Ooh. And obviously sitting at home for a year, uh, having draft beer would have been fantastic. Uh, I, <laughs> if I just a little got, dangerous. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, never, I just never got around to it. And I've just had this bar sitting in my living room. Yeah. Just not doing anything really, just being a shelf. Um, so it was a really good excuse to kind of do something that I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd had on my list, the fucking elusive mm. list, yeah, uh, for a long time. And this just kind of kicked my ass into gear and get it done. So nice. Um, yeah. It's always nice to get like something like that that you've been putting off, kind of finished and completed. And yeah. it's satisfying. Well, Very it's, it's, also, it's also like a lot more painless than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know the, the 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 stress and the kind of the 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 more you build up in your head, the, the yeah, exactly. It it's been built up and built up. Can I do this? Can I not? Yeah. Um, and I, just, I got loads of help from um, from Multi James, um, just with advice and and yeah. a few bits of equipment and and adapters and stuff. And yeah. he just like talked me through it because nice. um, I've you know I've my experience of of um, ale plumbing is all mm. um, pub side, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, changing barrels, line clean, yeah. everything that's already installed. I've never actually thought about or done any of the plumbing. Yeah. I was going to say, you should have, um, I literally only just a second thought about it, but in the little cupboard under the uh, living room, uh, I've got a, I've got two remote coolers and a load of beer lines and pumps uh, and stuff. It's um, all the fucking um, fittings because every, yeah. I don't know if what it's like around the world, but in the UK, I think basically every brewery, traditionally decided to have different size fittings so you a couldn't use you, yeah. yeah so you couldn't use a john guest tap on a weatherspoon's barrel or whatever yeah um I'm, I'm assuming to just make sure that you always bought their beer yeah so 
yeah, I ordered all the stuff. None of it fit. And, <laughs> and all the hoses were the wrong size and the thread, like the, the BSP thread. Yeah. Like some of it was standard, some of it was not. Some of it was in inches, some of it was in millimeters. And it's like, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so I managed to bodge it all for the live stream. Uh, with a lot of hose clamps and um, <laughs> uh, PTFE tape, but um, yeah. I've yeah I've, I've had to actually reorder a lot of the fittings just to make sure that it's it will be a permanent thing that doesn't fill my living room with beer on a regular basis because <laughs> it sta- yesterday it absolutely stank in here. I could have done with yeah, that. Wet, I, I could have done with that wet vacuum again. <laughs> I remember um, speaking of that. I remember being in a pub once and we had a like the way that it was laid out. Um, we just had a delivery and the the actual cellar was tiny and the real ale, which obviously you tap and vent rather than just put yeah. a thing on, um, was there was one on the bottom rack that needed tapping and venting. And for those of you who don't know, uh, tapping and venting is basically putting a, uh, you've got a sealed barrel and it's got a little plastic thing on the top and a little plastic thing on the side. And you have to knock a tap into one of them and then knock a small plug that just is like a pressure release valve um, into the one on the side. And obviously these barrels are under pressure because it's got carbonated beer in it um, that's been bubbling away. Mm-hmm. And uh, that shit comes out with quite a lot of force if you don't <laughs> fully get the tap in there. Yeah. And when when you've only got like eight inches in which to swing a four-inch mallet, <laughs> doesn't give you a lot of force. And, Bruce Lee uh, in there to get, the, to get it yeah. on. <laughs> it was... It was fucking brilliant because I walked into the cellar just as the barman was trying to tap it. I just saw it like hit and then there was a, a slight pause and then just beer everywhere. But it was coming out, hitting one of the other barrels and just shooting straight up in his face. So he's just like, <laughs> it's really weird because like all all of that morning before the thing, I was trying to clean out the windscreen washer hoses on the yeah. cars because they were all blocked up. Yeah. So the front ones are fine, obviously, because the the... The, the washer thing is just in the in the tr- in the under yeah. the bonnet, but the rear hoses, you've got like ten feet of hose <laughs> that's somewhere in the car. I yeah. don't know where, and is blocked. So I was like pumping fluid from one end with the pump, and then removing it, going around to the back of the vehicle, hooking up a twelve volt supply and pumping trying to pump liquid <laughs> back through the other end. Yeah, and then I was getting an air compressor and trying to blow both ends of the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I was putting like bleach down it to try and dissolve the blockages. And then it was all backing up and just like firing bleach on in my face. This <laughs> <laughs> is just so stupid. Um, oh, so, yeah. uh, so I just gave up. I'm just going to rip it out and put yeah. a new hose in because it's somewhere. Because I did, um, it's really fancy. The the, the, the Escudo has um, win- uh, headlamp washers. Ooh. Um, and this had a separate pump, which I didn't I didn't even know existed. I couldn't find it. And then I found this yeah. pump. I was like, whoa, where was this connected to? And then I fed, like, followed the lines down, and it was to these two little nozzles at the front of the car <laughs> for the headlamps. It's great if it's, like, frozen and yeah, yeah, yeah. all frosted up. It's a really good idea. Um, and the pump was completely gone, completely rusted out, seized up, dead. So I bought a new pump, um, installed it, and turned it on, and just jets of, like, solid <laughs> mold flew out. Yeah. Like, nice. ten, like ten inches long of just like pure solid filth, yeah. <laughs> and the whole the whole front of the car was just covered in this just like disgusting like <laughs> fungus and like it must have been years and years of just water yeah. in these pipes. Yeah, um, 
but then and then and then and then behind it just just this like wash of soap and it just like it, it was just like i could hear the car going ah and, it was just relieved and all this like cleanliness came out it was a really nice moment fucking brilliant oh uh, yeah that sounds like a, a damn fine week um brett what about you what have you been up to this week this week on aaron Menke's cabinet of curiosities um Wait, no, no, no. Myths and Legends. Alec. Damn it. There we go. Steve, this week on Myths and Legends, we're going to talk there about a monkey. This week I did the blower. I finished the blower and posted it on uh, like Tuesday or, or something. You know, non-optimal algorithm times because who cares at this point? I really, uh, I was really proud about how that video turned out. Like pacing, editing, shot choice wise just how it looked so i'm glad that it's gotten a good response um i know the restoration thing is you know it's a big audience online i'm obviously not trying to play into grabbing all of that stuff but i really really like the feedback that i'm getting there's only been a couple of stinky people that you know thrown some shade back but for the most part between the vice video and the blower video i've had you know decent response and people like my handling of restorations versus what is the typical out there on friday i got my first covid shot of two nice that was did it destroy you like it destroyed me um no because i don't know which shot you got there's like a moderna and a pfizer and i've heard that the pfizer one is worse and i also heard that the second of the two shots is worse so my arm has been effectively useless the last three days <laughs> and I've, i really genuinely like come on it's just a bit sore it's not a big deal i can still do stuff i was out of commission most of yesterday i just I couldn't lift my arm um so i've been trying to work on you know the to-do list just not being able to function at 100 percent uh one of which is a a commission piece that i'll hopefully start this week little bit of cleaning around the maker ranch just to kind of prep because we've got some bigger projects coming up uh, in the very near future and then um i've got a couple of small projects that i'll be helping out uh some people in the maker community with nothing to announce just yet because we haven't quite solidified what the hell i'm going to be doing but some fun little side projects um the biggest news to come out of the last week is i got my call from the power company which is why i missed your call, Steve, which I'm, I'm yes. very sad about. I'm, I'm <laughs> super upset about that. But it was it was a really important call that I could not go. Hey, can you hold on real quick? <laughs> the very very nice lady that I talked to from my power company gave me very different information than the initial phone call I had had with my local rep, who was like, "Ah, oh, piece of piss. You got a yeah. close power pole. It'll be real easy. We'll just get you connected. No big deal." Uh, I'm on a two month waiting list before <clears throat> the next step even kicks in. So I'm not, I, there's nothing I can do for the next yeah. two months before this initial paperwork comes back with them just saying what they'd need to do on site, <clears throat> whatever planning and permitting needs to get done. But <clears throat> the initial conversation I had with the rep was, like I said, uh, he had mentioned that it wasn't going to be a big deal, that there was... <clears throat> power obviously close and blah 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 
this nice lady tells me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> this nice lady tells me that we're probably looking at somewhere more between the 10 and $15,000 range Ooh. because of a new pole transformer logistics easements, which I'd never heard of before, but property lines, all this kind of stuff yeah. that I didn't know about. It's just information and, and things that have to be done by the book. So, yeah. you know, she wasn't trying to be crappy with me. She understood that I didn't know a lot. So she was answering a lot of questions, which I super appreciate when people are that communicative and don't treat you like, ugh, you didn't know you had to get in. <laughs> ugh, what a bother. So she was just filling me in on a lot of information. Um, the worst part about it is that there, the power pole that exists that's closest to me is on one property or another. And the way that the property grid lines are drawn, if the power pole sits on one property, there is a person that lives there and there is a house and I effectively have to talk to them and just, there's one piece of paperwork that signs off that says, the power company will come out and be working on this poll. It may be a bother to you, but yeah. it's getting me power. Are we just signing off that you're okay with me doing it? The flip side of that is the power pole exists on a piece of property that is owned by somebody, but there is no residence there and yeah. no way to quickly contact the person that owns it. And we don't even know based on how I purchase my plot of land from the guy, it may be near impossible to talk to, to the person that owns that parcel. Yeah. And so the power company is like, well, yeah, you have to get the sign off from them. But I'm like, there's no one there. There's no house there. It won't be a bother. And they go, well, that's not how it works. Yeah. So that might be a little bit of an issue. And there's also a, a variable that could exist in um, the road that we have to jump over is not really a road. So we have to figure out where the property lines exist and that that dirt road might actually be part of my property or it might be part <laughs> of the nebulous property next door. We don't know. And if they have to jump it over a property, it's a new set of rules and paperwork because we're traveling off one property onto another blah, 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 blah. It's it's that same thing of, you know, when I was telling you guys how excited I was because I got to call the power company, I'm now put, there's another fence in my way, literally, yeah. because I have a fence that I have to deal with. And I'm not sure how this is all going to get handled. Now, I've been told by a couple of people that <clears throat> their aim is to overestimate almost every yeah. single time so that you don't get the sticker shock. Um, yeah. My sister was actually very susceptible to this. The power company she dealt with with her husband told him it was going to cost $20,000 to run cabling up to their property. And by the end of it, it was a quarter of that cost yeah. because yeah. they're just, they, they have to overestimate just in case. Yeah, and they, they don't might, want to tell somebody. And, they might literally or figuratively hit something on the way. And yeah, exactly. You, just, you need to account for that. Yeah. Yeah. And between the conversation with the initial guy, uh, the main planner, and then this designer lady, they said such wildly different things and neither of them has actually been on site to see. And they were looking at Google map images and it was like, well, those are old. I know that those are old <laughs> because the property has completely changed since the Google map video or photo has been taken. So we'll go through this paperwork because it has to get done regardless of on siting or not. Yeah. But the lady did tell me 
you know, once we get to that point, I could do an on-site assessment, things might change. So it's completely up in the air right now. I'm hoping against all hope that maybe we don't have to look into $15,000 to get this thing hooked up to power. The only advantage that really gets gained, and I have to maintain a positive attitude about it, is the property value overall would yeah. skyrocket because of putting that, uh, you know, putting that in place means that the conversion to a single family residence, having yeah. dedicated power, all of those things yeah. add tons of value to that. That was, that was my first thought when you said, like, that's instantly going to be the value. You know, it's not, yeah. it, it's not just going down the drain. That is an investment, if I want a better word. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's a big gut check up front. Yeah. But by the time I get moved into the place, hopefully the channel, you know, and putting all the videos up, you know, there's all this potential for things to kind of pay themselves back and, and yeah. really understand the value in it. But you look at it from that same, um, like cutthroat point of view, that worst case scenario, I realize I'm just losing my ass on it or things are taking too long. Even if I got the power hooked up and just went, okay, it's hooked up to power. I'm going to put it back on the market and maybe somebody will buy it. Like it could be worth enough money overall that I would just recoup it, you know, plus a little bit more and maybe invest that in something else. That's not really the game plan, but I'm telling myself like what my safety nets are just in case things go worst case scenario. Just yeah. spe speaking of kind of paying back and, and recuperating, <clears throat> and you've probably already thought about this a million times, but what does 10, 15 grand's worth of like solar panels and power banks get you? Um, yeah, no, no, that's that's a really good uh, option. I'm going to be meeting with my You're in the neighbor. right place for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm meeting with my neighbor um, because he's going to give me a rundown on what he's doing. The power allotment, in terms of what amperage you can pull if you go solar is less because it's obviously not like those, those cool forges, they need a lot of amperage, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's more a question of just how does that distribute if I'm running, say, the lights and a little combo washer like Al. I, I know you have the one where it's the washer dryer combo. Um, yeah. Something like that that's very energy efficient. You're just looking at what the draw is and what the pull is if you're running a few different machines at a time. Yeah. And if I could get away with it, I could for the time being. Um, we have the goal zeros <clears throat> and we took the one that was over at the container house. So even if it was a patch uh, temporary system, we have a battery bank that is meant to run a small space on solar. Yeah. And so I'd have to talk to Ben if he would be OK with me kind of going through that process. But since I have to call an electrician anyways you have to have a certified electrician to hook that oh, thing course. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Al, you're absolutely right. If I've got at least two months before the process even goes to the next step, I may be able to talk to the electrician that I need anyways and go, all right, we need to work with my power box on the outside of the house. But in the process, could we hook up a solar system that could get me by? And even if it's just turning the lights on inside the cabin, which would be yeah. <laughs> 20 or 30 amp draw to run it, but I'm doing it off of solar, I would be able to run all my battery operated tools and at least be able to see, you know, and like redo the lights and things like that in the process. So that could be, that's a really, really good idea, Al. And I hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it, but I'm writing that down right now. But my neighbor is doing it. Uh, he's doing a, a hundred amp drop and doing solar 
because he realized he can. So yeah, I'll yeah. talk to him and, and see about logistics. He's also an ex-contractor, so it turns out I have not utilized him as well as I could. He he <laughs> knows everybody that does all the work in the oh, area. Yeah. So, but even that yeah. in terms of like property value, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Self-sustaining property. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ryan. No rates to pay. The opposite, you could even give back to the grid. Yeah, so that. Ryan, this is stuff that I'm learning about. Ryan is running full solar, and he actually gets paid, not very much, but he gets paid by the power company because he runs yeah. full solar. And when we were talking about, uh, you know, putting the power hammer in his shop, and he's got the hydraulic press, I'm like, hey, man, let, you got to let me know if your energy bill goes up, and, you know, we'll we'll do what we can to to help cover operating costs and he goes oh no no, i overproduce solar every month i mean there might there might even be um there might even be grants um i know in the uk for certain businesses there's there's grants for this kind of thing depending you know if you could justify what you're doing as um sustainable living as part of the forge home channel or something you know it's worth looking into yeah yeah um new line of thinking but a good Just one. Empty list, Brett. Like you've not got enough to think about as it is. <laughs> it is really weird. I keep writing these to-do lists every week, and I just go, "Geez, why is why is there this many things?" And I've I've been trying to do a lot better job of not just saying yes to everything. You know, people yeah. contact me about little jobs or commissions or anything like that. I really, I just don't have the time to do all of it. I wish I did. And I'm also trying to prioritize and balance a little bit better. So it's it's very much just like, of course, I want to work on the fun thing, yeah. but. Now that the power pole has become a reality, I'm like, oh, I really need to focus so that I can make sure that when they go, we can give you power tomorrow, but you have to write us a check that yeah. I somehow have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. It's kind of priorities. But anyway, Steve, I was delighted by your Instagram live and it was a nice breakaway from everything that I was doing. Tell me about your week. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's been another kind of hectic week in the workshop we are um as as per usual uh we're selling more stuff than we're actually making um to the point where this um friday uh before uh, after the doing the live stream um me and i kind of stood around for five minutes and just went through what stock we have what stock we can put on the website for sale and basically we concluded that in terms of what we have already made um, that he can put on for sale, uh, there was n- nothing. Um, so he just went through and was like, right, well, what? how many of these do you reckon you could make on Monday? How many of these do you reckon you could make? How many of these do you reckon you could make? And then just put all of those on the uh, online as in they're ready for sale. And I was like, yeah, but I, I can make 10 of them in a day, but I can't also make 10 of them as well. Like that's one day's... Like each one of those items is one day's work. And um, and I got a text from him just now saying, well, boys, Monday's going to be busy because we've sold out of everything again. (laughs) Fuck sake, Sal. (laughs) So, yeah, we're basically just fucking going all guns blazing at the moment. It's um, it's really good. There's a really good um, kind of atmosphere in the workshop at the moment as well um, because where things are starting to open up again, Al's back into the workshop. So, um, like... There's a lot of little niggly things that we've not been able to 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 do, and we've just kind of had to leave to one side. Um, and where he's now in, he's been able to pick a lot of those up, um, which means that everything's just moving a bit faster, a bit better. There's, um, yeah, there's really good energy in the workshop now. Um, everyone's kind of 
keen i think the the weather itself as well helps like the mm. fact that there's like we're not walking into the workshop when it's dark and leaving when it's dark like we're mm -hmm. getting to see a little bit of sunshine so that's that's good um and we've got charlie back in the workshop as well now he's uh he's kind of our apprentice he's coming in for one to two days a week um at the moment um potentially a little bit more um and again with him it's just little odds and sods jobs that we can just palm off on him um so that we're not like we're able to carry on with the other stuff um mm -hmm. it just it all makes a difference um and hopefully we're going to be training him up on a few of the other bits as well um so i can take a little bit more of a step back from that um and do some of the um the kind of admin and social media stuff nice um again which would be really good uh and hopefully get the the videos kind of sorted and finished because we're we're moving to um i think i've said about it before we're moving to all stainless handles for all the pans and everything and basically pretty much everything other than the skewers is going to be stainless now um Ooh, can cool. you do like um I, i'm not trying to tell you what to do yes um, but you did make the steak press so um the could you do like a hex stainless handle for one of the pans you know like, uh, the, you know, like the butter knives had that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer text. It was super yeah. nice with the black stainless. Yeah. So instead of flat handle on the pan, it's like actually like a. a that girth. would be the the only trouble with that is where it'd be so girthy, there would be quite a lot of weight, so it probably wouldn't sit level. Because we we genuinely had this problem when we first oh, started the making the, the pan. Yeah, because that's why they've got that. Big Maybe you can have a shorter pan, a shorter handle, because there's more thermal mass, so it doesn't conduct as much. Yeah. Let's I think mean, about it's... it. It's certainly worth. Or do it out of titanium, so it's light. <laughs> we we have got a big lump of titanium kicking around. Oh, pan handles. The, it's, it's the perfect material for pan handles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that idea. And we because well, we've been looking at doing. I'll just um, make the pan out of gold, and then it's heavy. <laughs> lead, lead pan, um, <laughs> lead pan, food safe, <laughs> food safe lead pan. Yeah. Um, we ah oh, fuck actually you could do like a lead exterior and you know how you tin copper you could t uh, you could gold the inside of the lead pan oh, because then you've got the whole alchemy thing of turning lead into gold yeah perfectly right. um, sterile yeah safe. How perfect fucking for cool conducting heat yeah the pan would just melt when you put it on the stove that's the only problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs> details fuck or that. or to 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 um solve the 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 counter balance. balance problem just put a counterweight on the opposite side of the pan just a big like a really beautiful it. handle you know like a the ones that you grip Ooh, and yeah yeah um yeah, risotto yeah. In. so when we do like instead of doing like a normal d handle like we normally do yeah do that but just, just solid like, oh you could have like a like a climbing wall um block yeah that's that's, that's what that's what i did that that's what yeah. i was thinking <laughs> or like a figurehead like a beautiful like sculptured <laughs> just like brett's face it's on yes just on the front of the pan <laughs> so i i realize um i need to draw this pan uh, sounds amazing <laughs> I was, the thumbnail I was for this episode is going to have nothing to do with the actual topic <laughs> it's just going to be this drunk. um I, I I have a, a shopic for a later date, which is basically the the three of us um, during the course of an episode. Each one of us has to come up with a kind of a product idea, and then each of us kind of or the, Ooh, the three of us like together it. kind of mash it out and and fill it out. And it can be as realistic or as 
fantastical as we like. And uh, yeah, I think that could be good fun. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, I've been making pans out of lead. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, yeah, we did the live stream. That was really good fun. Uh, just another one for the craft, craft festival, digital craft festival thing. Um, and uh, originally, when we agreed to do the live stream, we were going to make a hammer. And then we pointed out to Al that doing that on a live stream would be kind of boring to watch because you don't really see much in the way of movement. And also, last time we tried doing something big on a live stream, uh, we basically just spent an hour trying to drift out a, um, an axe eye and didn't really do anything that interesting with it. Um, so we decided we were going to do tongs. And then two days before, Al decided he didn't want to do tongs. And then about 20 minutes before we actually started the live stream, Al changed his mind again and was like, we're going to do a spoon. Okay, Al, let's, let's do a spoon. Um, is, he, is he totally dead against the, the whole Blue Peter approach? So yeah. you could get something done in an hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, you could do an axe or a hammer if you did yeah. like, and here's, you know, like, you know, you have the, the, the stages, the stages, the the boards, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. 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 It's not cheating. Yeah. But yeah, he, I was not going to do that. Okay. Uh, he, he'd rather just fuck around and make something else. Yeah, I can tell. He's basically like the way that he looks at live streams is what do I fancy doing today? I'm going to have some fun, which is basically what we do at the festivals. So I kind of get why he does it. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, that was good fun. Um, got some good engagement through that. Um, what else did we do? Uh, I, I finished the the leatherwork on the the axe sheath. Um, something that I've been procrastinating on for the last six months or something. I think I finished the axe in like November um, and started the sheath in January. I think uh, and finally actually sewed it and put the. Um, What's the thing called? The, the rivets. <laughs> no, the, the snap. The snap. Thank you. Uh, the snap button thing um, on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Uh, and yeah, it looks I, like first time I've ever actually done any leather work, and I really like how it came out. I was quite happy about it. Thank you um, for not using a riveted edge. It's, it's personal aesthetic, but I'm glad that you didn't just rivet the edge. Oh yeah, it was well. We 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 have some riveted edge stuff. Um, and it's we, time and a place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was it and was it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I watch Rocky Horror. Uh, yeah, Stay on no, task. It was, it was um, it was good fun. And Joe is a when he's teaching something like that. And especially one-on-one, -on -one, Joe is a really, really good teacher. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with how that kind of came out um, because yeah. it uh, yeah it didn't look terrible for a first first attempt. Um, yeah. uh, and the other thing that again, I the, like, the reason I didn't actually watch Al's wonderful live stream, other than the fact that I'm just a terrible person and friend, uh, don't agree. That track, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Such a prick. Uh, I was doing the gardening because I've been oh, that's a off. valid reason. <laughs> yeah, prick. Fuck you. Um, I, and I kind of forgot. I got sidetracked. Um, but yeah, I, I've basically this weekend was catching up on a load of stuff that I've been meaning to do for ages, including getting the garden sorted so I can get some veg planted. Um, and 
And I actually like it, it was it sounds really stupid, but I've been thinking in my head like, oh, this is going to be such a pain in the ass. I don't want to do this. This is going to take so fucking long. This is going to go wrong. That's going to go wrong. I'm going to have to do this. If I do that, then this is going to happen. And blah, blah, blah. and um, went out and like three hours later, I'd got all of it done. It all looked so much better than I was expecting. And it required very little actual effort. It was just a case of going through the jobs and getting them done. Um, including one where I'd had a, like, I've got like 55 gallon drum with a big hole cut in it. Um, that's originally was going to be part of a smoker. Um, but I like that someone else was making, but I ended up with the barrel for some reason. I don't really know why. Uh, and it's just become kind of like a, a storage for random shit, um, outside of the house. Like, um, I'd like to say it was for tools and stuff, but it was actually just full of a load of old wood. Um, so I just had a massive fire in the barbecue um, on Saturday, uh, which is always fun because who doesn't love a fire? And um, and now that actually has just tools and plant pots and shit like that in the thing. So they're not blowing around all over the place and it's all contained within, within this nice little 55 um, uh, gallon drum. So it looks wonderful. Uh, and it means because I've got the tabletop nice and clear now, I can use that as I say tabletop, the top of the drum. I can now use that as a actual like tabletop thing. So it's good. Uh, you're on mute before you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you took a breath in like you were going to say something and you didn't. Oh, just so. breathe in. Okay. Um, but yeah, it felt really good to, uh, to kind of do that after months. Obviously been waiting on weather and everything else, um, but it was one of those that needed to get, <laughs> you're such a prick. Uh, one of those that needed to get done. Um this week because you know it it's got to the point now where shit needs to get planted in the ground so i needed to get all of that done so i can start moving on with other things um so kind of having that little kick up the See, arse I did it, to get it done i did it three weeks ago steve because i don't fucking procrastinate like you did but then it was really really cold and nothing yeah. sprouted because it was yeah. too cold <laughs> so i should have just fucking waited <laughs> yeah and apparently i so I, this has been shared about a billion times on facebook recently but everyone's been saying that you shouldn't be moving all the dead leaves and stuff because bugs and stuff are growing and living in it Fuck until up. it gets warm. They had the chance. Um, it, that's certainly one attitude to it. Uh, I I have nothing for that. Um, so yeah, procrastination. That 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 was the segue. Uh, I got sidetracked. Um, we, we we haven't really. I, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Distraction is not the same thing as procrastination. <laughs> You're getting confused again. No, I had a really good segue from procrastinating on the the veg patch to doing it, and then I was going to segue really nicely into the fact that we're going to talk about procrastination and the fact that we've all talked about it a little bit in various ways, and and then I got distracted and didn't. Um, so Al, yeah, we were going to talk about procrastination. What? Just hand it over to me. And yeah, um, <laughs> let yeah, Al clean it up. He'll, he'll figure it out. Right. Um, I'm the king of procrastination, right? Are you? Um, well, uh, I'm an anarchist, so no, I'm not the king. I'm the um, <laughs> el- elected leader of procrastination, um, the democratic elected leader of procrastination. <laughs> um, I didn't vote for you. Um, I, <laughs> but I, I kind of, I justify the. It's a condition, right? Like, like any other mental health problem, procrastination is 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 like distraction or um anything that's to do with 
kind of the way your brain functions and what you can focus on and what you can concentrate on. Um, I always justify procrastinating because I have so much on. Mm. So it's not necessarily that I'm putting stuff off. It's just that it becomes an exercise in prioritization instead. You know, it's yeah. not like, oh, I'll do it later. It's like, no, I can't do it now. I've, I'm doing this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got work to do, like literal work tonight on a Sunday night. Um, yeah. But I, I can't do it yet because I've, I've got to record a podcast. <laughs> it's not that I'm procrastinating putting it off. It's that I need to put it on the list of things to do this Sunday, yeah. um, including do a vlog, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a functioning procrastinator for want of a better term. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable in my, my um, ability to, to put things off. But yeah. saying that, what I really sort of crave or appreciate is instigation um, or the, the inspiration to undertake something in that bucket, in that procrastination pail, um, that trigger that I need that, that, to, to kind of yeah. kickstart it because um, I'm not sure motivation is the right word. You know, I'm not lacking motivation. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm lacking an excuse or a justification to, to get something done. So I couldn't justify fitting a beer pump because it was a luxury. Yeah, It was something that I wanted to do. And things that I want to do are very low on the list of things to do yeah. versus things that I need to do or things that I have to do, um, be it to get paid or be it to satisfy someone else or be it to yeah. kind of, you know, move something on. Um, the list of things I want to do is very low down on, <laughs> on my list. So you could say that I was procrastinating fitting this beer pump, um, but until I had that reason and that justification yeah. to do it, which was the the live stream. And and even that, I, I was putting that off. I was putting off the live stream. And I was like, JP kept saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you ready? Have you set it yeah. up yet? I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I've not thought about it. I've not had time to think about it. Yeah. And I was putting it off and I was putting it off. And the more I put it off, the more stressful it became. I was like, fuck, I've got this fucking live stream coming up. Yeah. Um, it's I can't get around it. I can't edit my way out of it. I can't um, smoke and mirrors my way out of it, which I'm very good at with yeah. things that I have time to to pre-produce. I, I, yeah. I've got an ability to, to, to fake a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but when you're doing it live, I can't, you can't just bullshit your way out of it. Yeah. So that then made this really high priority. I need to, A, think of something to do for this live stream mm. that isn't wood turning like every other thing. <laughs> um, and I can do, and I can do in an hour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, straight away, go-to would be cooking. But then I knew that Franco was doing cooking later on. Mm. Didn't want to steal his thunder. Obviously, he would do something way more fantastic and, and delicious, given his skills and heritage. Mm. Um, so I I was like, right, great project. I can reckon I can knock it out in an hour. It's on the list somewhere. Yeah. I can stop putting it off. And boom. And I, I love that. Um, and it's always external, that yeah. that 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 justification to stop procrastinating on something mm. um it, it, it doesn't come from someone like pestering me like steve like, hey, have you done that yet have you done this have you done the thumbnail yet it's like i'm gonna do the fucking thumbnail you know what i mean i do it every week i don't you know i yes i'm procrastinating <laughs> and and yes of course i could have done it on sunday night but it, it, it but will why be not done. leave it until wednesday why morning? not leave it until uh, <laughs> 
n day that steve releases it minus one yeah. that i need to, <laughs> yeah. that i need to make this thumbnail yeah. um that is prime procrastination you know and and i know it needs to be done and that's almost like a safety net like yeah well obviously it's gonna get done it'll do itself yeah. at some point <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? um so this so I'm, I'm 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 guilty as a sin of, of, yeah. of procrastinating but the the kind of the reasoning behind it i think differs yeah i, I think like i really like that uh that explanation because I, I i think i'm quite similar in that i need that external kind of influence to to make me get on with shit um there are there is occasionally where i will just like i'll have a a spurt of inspiration be like right fuck it i'm gonna get on and do this thing um and yeah i'll I'll have a to-do list and it might be a case of you know i'm i'm going for the thing that's 10 down on the to-do list but that's where my head's at right now i know that i i really struggle to do things that are outside of uh where my head's at um and there are so many times where I'll get up, like I'll go to bed on a Friday night and be like, right, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up and go, actually, I I can't cope with any of that today. I'm going to go and do something else instead. Um, and yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> stop showing me post-its. These are today's list. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I will occasionally At least have I'll to stop writing it on my hand like I used to. <laughs> Um, I will occasionally like write out a full to-do list just so that I I can look at it and I can pick one out. And as soon as I start doing one and I kind of get that ball rolling, that's it. You know, I'm I'm on a roll then. It's like with the, the gardening stuff um, yesterday. It was like, right, I just need to put away this and this. And, you know, if I only achieve that, then that's fine. And as soon as you start doing one, it just, it snowballs and you start doing more and more and more and more and, and, you, know, you you start looking at those other jobs going actually fuck it i'm doing this i might as well just do that as, at the same time um and actually i can tell you why that that one started that was because um steve the gardener was coming to do the the steve. um steve, steve. Has a, steve has a gardener uh we have a collective gardener it's a fuck you it's a shared property you bellend um, we all pay him <laughs> He's just uh, a person that lives I, in our house in exchange I, for, um, <laughs> for, for, for small tasks <laughs> and food. Uh, fucking hate you. Uh, yeah, so basically he texted me because he's one of my oldest friends and was like, go and pick up all of the dog shit because I don't want to have to run over it with the lawnmower. I was like, that's that's a Steve pays reason. someone else to pick up his dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, that doesn't even come into procrastination. <laughs> so that, that, Procrastination. No, that, yeah. <laughs> That was the excuse for me to go out and be like, right, okay, I know I need to do this today. So I started doing all that, and that was then spurred me on to do everything else. And it's like with the the pickup. Um, that's been sat in the garage for fucking years, not getting anything done on it. And I spoke about this a little bit last year, and the buildup of shit that's on top of the pickup um, just meant that I wasn't working on it. Um, and, you know, the, the beginning of lockdown, I... I put the effort in, I got it all cleared off and I started working on it again. And then with everything that happened last year, it just got put on the, the back burner again. Um, but I've now basically been told that the uh, the unit that the body is being stored at is being sold. So I have a not a fixed deadline, but I have not a lot of time in which to get that body out of there, which means I need to get the chassis ready to put the body on it, which means um i basically text jim and jamie and was like so when lockdown's over and you guys can travel book a week off and and come down and help me fix the pickup 
and you know i kind of love that as it because that's an excuse to hang out with my friends fuck about have some fun and i know with those two down here not only is it going to get the body going to get put back on in such a fast amount of time compared to me doing it on my own but also we're going to crack on with a load of other stuff as well and we're going to be able to do the whole thing of you know work for ages and then sit around with a couple of beers and a fire going and have a barbecue and enjoy it and it's going to be it's not going to feel like work it's going to feel like a project like that should it's going to be fun and enjoyable and it's going to re-inspire me to carry on with it afterwards um rather than just building up in my head constantly going fuck i've got to do this i've got to do that and having that massive long list and not knowing where to start you mentioned something that made me think of something that i do which is you know what your priority should be or you know whatever the task you should be getting to that you're putting off Mm. and you end up filling all of the time that you could be working on the other task you fill that time with all the other smaller to-do list options you know and there was actually there was a an episode of breaking bad that i think was making reference to an episode of malcolm in the middle actually because (laughs) it was you know same actor but it's I think in Malcolm in the middle, it's like he has to change a light bulb and then he ends up spending the entire day doing 50 other things because all these problems keep presenting themselves. And he's like, Oh, well, I have to do this now because this is the task that's been set in front of me. And by the end of it, he finally changes the light bulb, but he's done 50 other tasks to get to the light bulb thing. I have a habit of looking at my to do list, trying to prioritize it, but then almost similar to you, Steve, if something presents itself as uh, more timely or it has a set timeline on it, yeah, I obviously have to get to that thing, but it becomes comforting to go, oh, well, I didn't want to do that one thing anyway. So luckily this other thing came up and I just <laughs> have to work on it instead. And you so backburner the other thing that was a priority one, but you justify it because something else became priority one. Maybe not in the same like degree of priority. Hmm. But I was looking at the article. There's an article about the, the etymology and then the reasoning behind procrastination. And there's two, two etymology uh, sentences in here where procrastination came from the Latin verb that says to put off till tomorrow. But then there is also a Greek word, akrasia, something like that. It says doing something against our better judgment. I feel like (laughs) pairing those two together is maybe a better explanation of what I've thought of as procrastination, which is I just put it off until later, put it off until later. It's the part about the against my better judgment. I know (laughs) I shouldn't be putting that thing off. So do you guys also do this? Or is this something that you know a lot of people do where even if you have the to-do list, you have a habit of doing the 50 other things because they're yeah. either easier or like a little lighter lift. I, I, I think it's, um, what's the term? Um, self-destructive. I think it's, it's deliberate. Yeah. I think it's a built in yeah. thing. Um, then there must be a biological, like you said, Brett, there's a, obviously an etymology from, for the term, which, which takes us back maybe a thousand years, but there must be a biological reason that we procrastinate as a, as a, as a, creature as an animal 
Um, it, there must be some some sort of defense mechanism that we do it. Um, but given the, the the nature of how we live now and how we've evolved or not evolved, for want of a better term, to us to our environment, um, I I I find procrastination to be deliberate and self-destructive like i i think i'm doing it on purpose yeah um and i know i'm doing it and i know it doesn't help and it's stressful and it results in bad work but there's there's part of me there's a little kind of glimmering nugget of me the, the 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 pearl in the oyster that's like your best work comes when you procrastinate and and when you've put something off to the last minute and I think I think there's a there's a silver lining to procrastination, um, <clears throat> and again referencing just the gardening thing you were talking about, Steve. Yeah. I, on the complete flip side of this, are very headstrong and rush into things without thinking them through. <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's two sides of the scale. <laughs> so it, that's very destructive as well. Like not yeah. not thinking things through, not giving them the proper gravitas, and just yeah. doing it. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? I think there's a huge benefit to procrastinating because it gives you the time to maybe play it over in your head a few times, mm. maybe wait and see how other people attack the same problem or give it consideration that you might not have thought of earlier. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's definitely the, I think there's definitely a built in upside to it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like I, I spend a lot of the, a lot of the reason why I procrastinate is, um, it's because I, I build stuff up. Like I, if, you know, if I've got to climb 10 foot up in the air, I look at that as a 10 foot leap rather than going, well, I've got to take 10 one foot steps. Um, and, and so I stress myself out and because I stress myself out, I don't want to have to, um, uh, to face that challenge because it seems insurmountable. It seems like I'm destined to fail. Um, so I will constantly, kind of put stuff off and put stuff off until like I said earlier, like as soon as I'm, as soon as the ball's rolling and I'm starting to do something, it instantly becomes so much easier. And to go back to, to Brett's point, like I will quite often pick out a couple of um, smaller tasks. Like we've talked about it in the past um, about going down to the workshop and just sweeping the floor um, and getting yourself in that headspace to where you're going, right. Okay. Actually I'm, I'm able to do it. And like, there's, there's quite a few um, jobs where, like I know something needs doing, but I don't know what I don't know. So, you know, especially like with the electronics stuff, um, mm. like a, a big part of the reason why I put off doing electronics works on cars and stuff like that is because I don't know enough about it. So I don't want to get halfway through doing something, find that, you know, I've taken half of the fucking Land Rover apart uh, and either oh, actually, well, I, I only needed to change a fuse over there, or i taken half of it apart. Right, now I need to get this one little part that I can only get from mail order, so I'm now going to put everything back together, only take it back apart later, or even worse. That's, that's literally my approach yeah. to troubleshooting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, for and, some reason, the brake light is not working. I'm going to take apart the whole car. Yeah. <laughs> and I will find out why that brake light yeah. is not working. Um. But but like I say, like I, I so I have a habit of of putting stuff off because I don't know how involved it's going to be. Or I'll I'll say right, I, I did it with the um, on the Volvo the the headlight washers. Um, I hit a deer uh, a few years ago, and I think I talked about this in a, another episode. I hit a deer, and it it knocked out one of the headlight washers, and it meant that um, because it was broke, every time I tried using 
um, the the washer fluid because it was all connected to one thing. Oh, so you've it, got fancy headlight washers on the Volvo? Yeah. Oh, right. Here's me thinking yeah. I'm all fancy. I mean, to be fair, that it's it's a legal requirement now. They've got the the super bright bulbs. Every every new car has to have them. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it shows up what shit box if I uh, shit yeah. boxes I find in my time that exactly. this is a new thing to me. Yeah. Um, to be fair, this is the first car I've had that's got them as well, uh, and I was super happy when I found out. Um, but yeah, so every time I used the the washer fluid, it would just squirt out a shitload of washer fluid, and basically I I get like three days of of washer fluid use before the the tank could be empty, and I spent like eighteen months putting off this job because I was like, I need an entire Saturday because I don't know how much of a ball lake this is going to be. And I'm going to be scrabbling around underneath the car. So I need an entire Saturday where it's fairly decent weather and the Land Rover's working so that if I need to get a part, because this is one of the other things is if I need to get a part for the car and the car's in pieces, it's it becomes a ball lake. And, um, and obviously with the Land Rover being a Land Rover, it's yeah, if I get a all clean Saturday, the Land Rover's fucking broke. So it's like, fuck. So I finally get around to working on it. And the entire thing took me 15, in fact, it wasn't even 15 minutes. It was 10 minutes. <laughs> and I used two tools and that was it. Um, but it was this build up in my head of like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do it. And and what I find weird is going back to to what you were saying about the the external influences. Um, there's, uh, there's a thing about um, the locust of control. Um, which is whether you live your life by external or internal factors. Um, and uh, the way that I first had it introduced to me was about um, personal happiness and whether you you gain your happiness from external factors. Um, so whether that's, you know, people being nice to you, giving you hugs, praising you, telling you you're great, or just being around other people, or whether it's an internal thing and, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you go, actually, life's not so bad. I'm going to be in a good mood today. Like, and, and it's that sort of thing. And, um, and generally I, I tend to have an internal, um, locus. Like I don't tend to be easily affected when someone's a, when shit things happen, I kind of go, uh, okay, right. Well, I'm going to carry on and, and, and decide to be okay about it sort of thing. Um, but with, procrastination and stuff like that a huge amount of it is is external factors because like you say you know the only reason i did the gardening was because i had to go pick up the dog shit that well there was it i i, I love murphy but if you let him out to pee if you take your eye off of him for two seconds he'll go and shit in a corner and you never know where he's gone so every week i just have to go up and down the entire garden just looking for shit um but yeah it's uh like that external factor um affects how I procrastinate. Um, if I was left to my own devices, I probably would have sat on the sofa all fucking morning watching the um, digital craft, the virtual craft festival. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. And I think for, for me, it's, it's kind of important to know uh, the, those like limitations. So the fact that I know I'm limited um, in my own, uh, internal being for for motivation like i'm although my my mood is very much affected by internal factors my motivation is very much external um and i kind of i need that that cattle prod every now and then to to kind of get moving 
I, I, sorry, I, I stopped talking because you came off mute. I thought you were going to say something. No, no, it's just a good point. Yeah. I finished coughing. Ah, cool. Well, <laughs> I know we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show when we were discussing the topic, but do you think there's, we discussed the outside forces and things like that, but is there like procrastination that's, uh, you're kind of coerced into the procrastination or or something that, is out of your control you say outside force but it's almost like you're making excuses because of the things that are going on outside versus um let's say what i'm dealing with right now which is i'm i've been procrastinating working on the house because i wanted the power so i was making an allotment and saying like once i get power i'll start working on everything really full time the last few days uh sore arm or not I could still be doing work on it. I don't yeah. actually need power. It will make certain things a little bit more difficult, but I'm absolutely procrastinating, but I also feel like it's because have, having power and things in place would make my life a lot easier. So am I doing it to myself by making excuses or I'm letting the external factors that I don't have any control over, like I can't tell them to speed up the process or come over there tomorrow. So then I'm using that as an excuse to be like, well, I guess I'll hold off. That's not as much of a yeah. priority anymore. No, it's a huge a priority that I've been trying to do for a year. Yeah. I think that I think that external factor thing is a really, really good point, Brett. Um, just as you were saying that, I was thinking that kind of the whole the whole procrastination thing and the whole here's my prioritization, what I need to get done, it's very, very internal and very ego led. Like these are the things that I need to do and these are things that I am prioritizing. These are things that yeah. I need to, you know, in, in a certain order, this is what I think is important. And it's very much like just about you. <laughs> yeah. But to, to your point, Brett, there was a million external factors on every single decision you make and every single undertaking that you have to achieve before the end of the day. Um, and it would be, I don't want to use the word arrogant because it's, it sounds negative, but to to, to purely think about, your task list and the things that you need to tick off without those external factors is just so naive. Like, of course, all these things are affecting your decisions. Yes. Like procrastination, again, whether or not it is a biological thing um, or a cultural thing, um, it, it, it's, it's affected by everything. Yeah. Like, like to your point, Steve, the fucking daylight. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't get things done because the sun goes down. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not my fault. Like I'm not to blame. It's like, oh, I'm I'm just procrastinating. It's like no, you're yeah. not. You can't see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and you know, multiply that by other people's feelings and other people's actions, and it's a really complex model that you're trying yeah. to solve. Yeah. I mean, because like, especially I mean, going back to to Brett's point about like not working on the house because there's no electric there, like that. That's not procrastinating. Well, I, I was going to say, like, that is 100% a brilliant example because you you could, like you said, you said yourself, you could easily go and be working on it. Like, there are things that you could do and you could get shit done and it would be good. But you're also very aware that having electric there is going to mean that, you know, for every 10 units of, of you know, input energy, you're going to get 10 units of results. Whereas if you've got no electric, you're going to put 10 units of input energy and get five units of results. Yeah, like, so exactly. it's it's about trying to be efficient. I mean, obviously there's there's 
probably a bunch of stuff that you could do where you know you might not need to film it or you might not need to um have the electric where you can go over and you can just take down a couple of walls or sweep the floor or do whatever like you know yeah. there's, there's things you can do um so i guess in a sense you could argue that not doing those things is is procrastination um but again it's like there's you know if if you know that there's a job that you can do over at the house that's going to take 10 minutes um you don't need electric it's fine you can get it done but it's an hour drive over there then you know why the fuck would you like drive an hour do for a 10 minute job just so you can say it's ticked off like you'd be much better off when you're going over there for a full day going and saying right okay that's I'll, i'll do the whole thing um yeah no, I love the I love the efficiency aspect of it. Yeah. I do think because I am a person who writes the to-do list down and um I really try and optimize efficiency, you know, running errands and things like that. I really don't like spending any more time out running errands than I yeah. have to. And so I will look at the path every single time I need to go out. Like what can I get done in this circle that I'm about to drive? Is there anything yeah. I can hit on the way? So the idea that I'm looking at the the cabin work um i'm not going to say that you're justifying me putting it off because then i'm just using you as an excuse but maybe subconsciously that's what's been hitting me is like well i i'm not going to go out and work for an hour drive an hour work an hour yeah when after that hour's done i don't have any progress to be made after that like i'd rather stack up five things to do I was going to say, like, is is there any opportunity for you to to write down a list of like, right, these are all the things that need doing and just pick out all the stuff that can be done without electric where you don't need to film. You can just go over and and get things prepped so that when you do have electric, you're able to just crack on straight on with the the stuff that that's worth doing and build up like that day of work, like write out all the jobs. OK, right. These ones are all going to take this amount of time. That's a full day's work. I can do them without electric, without worrying about it and go over and crack them with them. Like, is I that think, a feasible thing? Yeah, I think that's totally feasible, and I don't think I've quite gotten there yet. Uh, yeah. Just post the phone call, because I have to re... Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of have to reprioritize now that I have this new information that's saying it's going to take longer. So yeah. I can backstep a little bit, look at the to-do list where I was expecting to be, you know, powered up within a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, I can reprioritize that, but I also think that's a really good note to make that if we're all struggling with procrastination, I think there's a certain degree of training where, you know, Al, I don't disagree with you that there's there's something very internal going on when we deal with these procrastination issues or if it's something that's ongoing where you just you're able to be self-aware. I think self-awareness is a massive aspect of this. Where, like, if you're not aware of the procrastination, you can't really key in on it. Uh, you need to work on that to begin with. But the training that you have to do to become more aware of that and turn it into a new cycle, a new thought cycle, or a new execution cycle, I don't think a lot of people put that effort into it, which is a just it's a vicious cycle on the procrastination. You're like, well, I'm not yeah. going to take the time to analyze how bad I am at procrastinating because then it's just going to make me procrastinate more yeah. or it's going to remind me that I'm doing a bad job. And then it becomes that internal fight with yourself where you're getting down or you're getting upset because you realize you're making mistakes. If you can train and do the positive influence where, 
hey, I didn't put that thing off. I feel amazing having gotten it done. I need yeah. to do that more often because now my endorphins are rocking right now. Well, I was going to say, like, I like for for me, one of the things that I would find in your position, if I was in your situation at the moment, I would find doing because I fucking hate admin and phone calls and shit like that. It it I that's something that I massively procrastinate on. Like I if I have to fill out a form or ring someone, I will find any excuse to put it off. Um and if I was uh if I was in your position, like I say, I I'd put off phoning people for ages, but I also know that going over to the house and doing 10, 15 minutes worth of work and getting something ticked off would be enough of a of a serotonin boost for me to go actually fuck it i'm gonna phone them now and i i would be in that mode and i'd be like right fuck it phone them get that done um and and be able to to tick off one thing that i've been procrastinating on to then move forward with a load of other stuff um and that's like i think again that's kind of what i was saying earlier on about like doing that one little job to to kind of kickstart me into to being motivated and, and to doing those those other things um you, you just touched on something there steve which is something that comes up in my work quite a lot um and culturally as well the 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 way that we're being conditioned to procrastinate yeah um for 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 capitalist gains for, <laughs> for want of a better term yeah. um there's a lot of things which have been deliberately forced upon us. So if you think about like mobile phone apps and games and stuff that are just purely designed to make you just fuck around and procrastinate. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 I, you, you carry on because I think my point, my idea is going to mesh well with you, what you were saying. Yeah. So so, so at at work, I I remember my very first day at work um, in this industry, like 10 years ago, walking into the studio and the first thing they asked me was, do you have a problem or a moral um, quandary working on tobacco um, or alcohol uh, products? Yeah. You know, obviously back then cigarette packets had designs on. Uh, (laughs) It was was my bread and butter for for, for a long time was was designing fag packets. Um, And, and it was, it was a, it was a, a very, normal question i think that they ask in yeah. the industry like obviously it's a huge industry it's a trillion dollar industry and they pay a lot of money and a lot of our income they don't shout about it yeah. on the fancy design blog websites yeah, yeah yeah a lot of it is funded by fags and booze um and straight off the bat i was like of course not like it yeah. says on the pack this will kill you yeah, yeah. Um, it's for adults you have to pr- provide identification to buy these things like what yeah. i've got more of a problem selling sugar to kids and yeah. um and more importantly to your point steve um the gaming industry so there's yeah. a lot of design goes into uh gambling and gaming yeah and i think the the, the the lines are blurred recently between what is you know putting a bet on the races yeah and sitting and wasting your life pressing buttons to collect like candy yeah um and i don't think people have realized that's what that is no and a lot of time is being wasted with people where like a lot of effort has gone into tapping into what makes people procrastinate yeah Mm -hmm. and and what gives you those little serotonin boosts and and gamifying things so that you get 
endorphins when you hear something a little coin land or you you see a light flash and it's a really cheap trick to get people to basically procrastinate for money yeah um go on you two are eager to jump in <laughs> no, no, sorry so i i have the, the point that i uh i stuck my hand up for earlier on which segues beautifully into this but also whilst you're talking like surely the best idea or the best design for a fag packet would be to just have like the whole back of it completely non-glossy and blank because how many things do people jot down on the back exactly. of a fag packet i designed hey, that that was literally a design engine for really yeah <laughs> see i fucking this is why i love you um but yeah like i I'd be as you started uh, your point i was thinking about the like one of the questions for me is how i procrastinate yeah. um and for me it will be watching um like shit on youtube but not even like videos that i'm interested in i will purposely put on a video that i don't particularly care about whether or not i watch it because i don't want to get sucked in and do it even though i know if i sat down and watched a video that was inspiring I'd be like, right, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go and do the thing. Like I used to, um, first thing in the morning, if I wanted to do, um, if I wanted to do, uh, like go to the gym first thing, I could put on a motivational video and I'd watch it. It'd be five minutes long. I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, I feel pumped now. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work really fucking hard. Whereas what I'm doing at the moment is I'm putting on like uh, an interesting video, like Tom Scott or Half as Interesting or something like that, where I could just sit and like absorb some information and not really have to pay attention and it'd be fine rather than going out and doing something. And I'm just doing it as a delaying tactic because I'm procrastinating. Whereas I think, like you said, because it's so easy to, to fucking sit there playing Candy Crush or... There's, there's industries, there's the industries capitalizing yeah. on it because they know yeah. it's, a, it's an innate human trait. Yeah. And I think, I, th I think there is a real need for us to sometimes to procrastinate and to take a bit of a step back and go actually you know what i need a day where i do fuck all but i think you need to be able to recognize that and take a step back and rather and rather than sitting and playing those games or watching those shit videos go right i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna do nothing I've, i'm gonna put no pressure on myself to um to you know read a book or to do this or to do that and do all those like good things that everyone thinks that we should do and just say, no, I'm just going to sit and chill out, but I'm not going to play that game. I'm, if I'm going to watch a video, I'm going to make sure it's something that I'm genuinely interested in and genuinely want to watch. Um, and, you know, recognize that you need that downtime and use it. Why? Like I say, use it wisely, but like it, allow yourself to relax, allow yourself to do it. Because I think nine out of 10, you'll find that actually you go, right, well, I've done that for an hour and now I want to, to go and do the thing. And I'm saying this because I've ju only just realized that I do it and I I need to to kind of do that because it's so easy to sit and and play a game or, or watch a video rather than doing the thing. So this episode of Fools of Tools is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> that game is all over the internet, you know, and everybody is sponsored by them or whatever the, the most recent odd tinkering video i'm like in the middle of watching it he was sponsored by raid and i was like oh no they're they're eking into my videos that i really don't want to see them in i passed this judgment because it everything that we're talking about i got the sponsorships 
on like two or three videos from them. Yeah. So I downloaded the app, obviously, right at the beginning. And then I don't have a lot of video games to play, but I like video games. And then I realized uh, I have this habit of just I want to figure out the puzzle. I want mm-hmm. I want to like get to the next thing. I want to find those achievements. They've created a game that is based on microtransactions, but also keeping your screen time super high because you can't play it in the background, but it's not difficult to play. So you you can have it kind of autoplay itself pretty regularly. Yeah. I don't know why Steve has this look on his face. Anyway, you can effectively play the game without really paying a lot of attention, which makes it, quote unquote, easy to, I don't know, progress in. I was playing the game, let's just say more than I should have. At four o'clock every day, I knew that the raid clock, because they do a 24 hour like daily login features and all this stuff. So every day at four o'clock, I knew that I could turn the game on and have it play in the background while I was working on other stuff. I deleted it a couple of weeks ago, which is six months or so of me playing it. I think I spent $5 total on like some microtransactions. I just wanted to see if I could do it. But it is so unlike me. And I was getting so frustrated about being like, why the fuck? I'm spending hours letting the phone run. I'm like running out of battery (laughs) and I have to keep it plugged in all the time. And it was becoming this weird burden of like, yeah, but I'm I'm getting these new characters and I'm enjoying. No, you're not. You're not enjoying the game. (laughs) You're you're making these small achievements and you're writing them off as like, but I'm winning. No, you're not winning. They are winning by keeping you attached to this game, making you feel like you're progressing. So, so I don't want this to be like a like a don't do it. Like you can do whatever the hell you want with your phone, play whatever games you want. But they got me for a while, mm. and not even because of the sponsorship stuff. I was like, hey, this, this game isn't all that bad. It's like I'm getting some cool champions whatever but it totally sucked me in and then i deleted it and then my phone started giving me notifications that my screen time was down like 400 percent, you know <laughs> like week over week and i had this way of justifying that it was the mindless stuff that sometimes you need to just disconnect yeah. for a little while that's what i would do as a disconnect yeah. but it was a super unhealthy disconnect and I'm yeah. mad at myself. And so if anybody's listened to this and because I did the little sponsorshipy things, I thought it was just a nice little candy crush, you know, game that you just play yeah. for a couple hours in between doing other things. It's wrong. And yeah. They got me. They got me. <laughs> but I mean and they're good at it. Like like Al said, like there is there is an entire industry about making like sucking you in and making you want to to play more and spend more time doing it. And like, I mean the the obvious one is world of warcraft like i used to spend so much fucking time playing that game and towards the end i wasn't even playing the game i was literally just going in i was using it as a chat room because i had a bunch of friends that were in there and i used to go in and and muck around with them and like we'd go and do dungeons and that together just as a way of hanging out because it was like the eight pound a month to do that or eight pound a pint to go down the pub and have that interaction for real. Um, but I think that interaction, like that that actual face-to-face interaction is so much more satisfying than the, the online virtual one. But I think that's why you've seen such a rise in popularity of uh, online streaming and stuff like that. Because the beautiful thing about gaming in 
like the multiplayer gaming side of things is the fact that it's not just the escape it's the social aspect yes. so i i've never enjoyed multiplayer games i apart from warcraft every other game that i've always that i've enjoyed has always been the single player story mode because for the same reason that i like films i like playing through i like that story that's why i like the halo film uh, the halo games um and you know i, I never really got into to multiplaying but i can 100 see why people will sit on twitch watch someone else play a game and chat in the comments and develop friendships um it's the same as like with makers international doing the the podcast when they do the podcast on a um, Sunday evening and I jump in, I'm not jumping in to listen to the podcast live. I'm jumping in for the social aspect, for the the little back and forth in the chat room. Um, and like that. Yeah, so I've realized this is completely unrelated to procrastination and it's just about the the way that um, the gaming is just the way changed. we distract ourselves. In a... Yeah. And um and I, th I think that kind of social interaction, especially in the maker community, because it it does tend to be a very um, insular, uh, isolated sort of thing. Um, I think getting that little bit of social interaction, like whether that's that little serotonin boost from likes on um, Facebook and Instagram and, and YouTube and stuff like that, or whether it's chatting to someone online like and having that back and forth in the comments, like it's a really, it's a good thing. Um, I think, um, and I think, again, this kind of goes back to looking at where that procrastination comes from. Like there's, I know there's a bunch of people out there that will say like, oh, you should make your procrastination work for you. So, you know, when you're not working, you should be online doing social media stuff so that, you know, use that as your procrastination. So you're, you're still getting engagement and, oh, there's some building your brand and everything. But sometimes you do just need to sit and click on brightly colored sweets or whatever the fuck Candy Crush was. And... And disconnect, but like, I mean, like Brett said, like there's you can do screen time warnings, so you can say, right, I'm I'm only going to play this game for half an hour a day or in ten minute se segments or whatever. But I think procrastination is like short bursts of procrastination and taking a break. I think is good. I think uh, long term procrastination where you're putting something off and building it up in your head and making it become an insurmountable task is bad so as with everything it's all about balance it's all a fucking gray area and it's all spiffing al have you got an order it's spa we haven't done spa in a while spa uh that means i am first and i am gonna link in with this week's topic for a change rather than just spiffing some random person that Al's thought of because I haven't thought of anyone myself. Uh, I am going to spiff an app. Um, so I quite often procrastinate by taking photos and fucking around with photos because I enjoy photography. Um, unfortunately, uh, not every photo I take looks brilliant from the get-go. Um, in fact, a lot of them never look brilliant um but i i downloaded the adobe lightroom phone app it's a free app you don't need to pay for it you don't need a adobe membership or anything like that um and other photo manipulation apps are available but lightroom just happens to be the one that i use and i like and i play around with a lot um and i will quite often procrastinate um by fucking around with photos in that 
Uh, I realized that I kind of said you don't need to make your procrastination um, work for you. But for me, this is a really good way of doing it because it means that I get to um, snap a load of photos. And they're, they're not all like for Instagram. Sometimes they are just photos just for me. They never get posted anywhere. I just like making things look pretty. Um, nice. and, uh, and yeah, it's it, it's just a nice way of doing it. I mean, we've all, we've all got a fucking camera in our pocket and there are a few slight tweaks you can make to photos using an app like that that can make them really pop and really stand out um and i think one of the great things about an app like that is the fact that you can you can take a photo you can put it in you can muck around with it and you don't necessarily need to know what you're doing but you can play with the sliders and things like that until you start getting something that starts looking good and you know if you go into like there's um there's a section where it's got like texture, clarity, um, and dehaze. Clarity. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you can play with those sliders and you can notice how, oh, well, when I use this one, actually it boosts the contrast. So maybe if I just change the contrast, that will change this. And and you can you can tweak things and, and get an idea of what they do. And then you can start going into like color mixes and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's, I think it's a really good way to, if you do want to just sit and procrastinate and you know have a shit YouTube video on that you're not really paying attention to and do something else, um, it's a good thing to do. So yeah, the Lightroom app, which is I've put the link for the Google Play Store on the in the shows, but I'm sure it's available for Apple as well. So just put Lightroom in your Play Store, whatever the Apple Store is called. Oh, Apple Store, that's it. Yeah. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's a lot more professional than instagram filters put it that way yeah yeah exactly yeah it's just kind of that next step up um, and i think some phones can shoot raw as well so it's you can even utilize yeah even more so if you've got a fancy new newish phone past couple of years you could probably yeah. shoot raw and then lightroom will be able to do way more with what you shoot yeah um there is there is a paywall so like there are other options that you can only get at if you pay for it but i think if you've got the adobe suite membership like uh like i, I don't know what it's fucking called the creative, creative cloud, cloud. Yeah. Creative cloud yeah it's if you've got the full creative cloud, cloud. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you've got the full creative cloud membership then you should be able to access all those features anyway um but let's say i just use the free version and it's fucking powerful as it is so yeah go go play with that nice uh the thing. Brett, you are next yeah so this next spiffy was actually on axe and iron not too long ago as a guest but we were having a delightful chat yesterday um and he's somebody i've been following for a while ever since jimmy started working on the canoes uh trent presler nice dude he is something special um and we were having a very open chat with each other about how we had somehow like we've never met in person, but we were like two yeah. ships passing because we know a lot of the same people in the same area from the time up in new England. And just, he spent a lot of time with me messaging yesterday, just shooting the shit about nothingness. And I'm a big fan of the quality of his work and his entire approach to making. He is inundated with people going, Oh, why don't you just sell more of them at that cost? And you know, cause he makes these very expensive, but absolute works of art. 
canoes and boats and things like that. But his approach is all this positivity and passion, and he doesn't necessarily want to get so big where he has no control. It's him in his shop making the mm. things. He's super nice. All of his success that is happening right now is well deserved, but no ego. You know, I, I really, it's just this idea that people on this successful level, people that are either finding social media success or financial success, what have you, just still have this non ego, very down to earth, very grounded, super high quality level of work, but completely approachable and nice. I, I feel like he is a really good example of what it means to be all of those things at once. And maybe it's just my opinion, but I feel like that doesn't exist as much as I'd like it to. So I want to shout out Trent Presler just because I think he's only going to continue doing bigger things. His book is going to be out soon, right? Little and often. Yeah. Um, forward by Nick Offerman. If you get the audio book, it is Matt Bomber, which if you don't know the actor Matt Bomber, he's uh, he's delightful. <laughs> so Matt Bomber is doing the audio book like, whoa. It all seems like good things coming his way, but he's also surrounding himself with yeah, people that I you know respect and appreciate. So yeah, I mean Trent I, is I, very much spiffing. I I think Jimmy mentioned him uh, on a couple of things a while back and I I know that I was following him for a while and when he was on Axe and Iron I was like I haven't seen a post by him in ages and apparently Instagram unfollowed me at some point um but it's been doing that a lot recently um and uh sorry Murphy's just dreaming so if you hear weird noises in the background it's him um but yeah no he's I I, I love uh the canoes and everything but just the the way that he he does his Instagram feed is is beautiful. There's some really really nice photos. His truck is amazing as well, um, and I highly recommend that episode of Axe and because it was it was a really interesting chat. Um, and yeah, he's again just a, a super interesting nice dude, and the book looks like it could be very good as well. So yeah, check that out. Uh, Al, what about you? On mute. Um, so I would like to spiff um, Mr. James Page and Mr. Carl Jacobson um, yeah. for the fantastic um, initiative that they've done with the, the, the Virtual Craft Festival. Um, I think given the situation a lot of us are in and given the kind of the yearning for things like Maker Central and other meetups around the world, <clears throat> I think yeah. this is a, a lovely tonic for that. Um, I, for one, really enjoyed yesterday. Uh, it was just a nice mix of people, all super positive, all really good vibes. Um, and they're, kind of, they're, they're doing these things quite regularly, so it's every, every couple of months um, there's one of yeah. these um, days. So I'm hoping if maybe some more of the fools could get involved. Um, it was great to see a few of the guys uh, on yeah. there. Um, and I think going forward as well it could just be a little bit more diverse maybe um with yeah. some you know it's really nice seeing andy doing like prop making electronics it obviously felt very juxtaposed yeah. to the more traditional crafts for want of a better yeah. word um but yeah I'd, I'd love to see more people get involved yeah if, definitely if up for it I, but, um, yeah J J big shout out to jamie and to carl um, they do a lot for for our community um and put a lot of effort so in yeah. with, with very little return 
Yeah. Um, and it's obviously very genuine. So a lot of yeah. respect for those guys. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think, like you say, I, I know they've done a couple of them before. And I think having that that weird mix, like having Franco doing a cooking thing, I think this is a great shout. I mean, um, I, I love listening to Chris at the best of times, but just hearing yeah. him like narrate a cooking show was yeah. just fake. And then you've got Berkey in the background just like adding extra like yeah, weirdness criticism to it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think like having that, that variability in it is really, uh, is a really good point because like you say, it, it can sometimes feel with um, with big events and stuff like that, like it's the same old people over and over and over again. And I think like JP especially is, he's really good at championing other people and other creators. Um, I've got so much love for that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but is do you know if there is somewhere that people can go if they want to get involved or is it just a case of dropping JP a message and saying, I'm I mean, for this? it was out of the blue that, that they contacted me. Um, so... I don't know whether they're curating it from their end. Yeah. But I can't imagine that they would not be open to people saying, I've got a really good idea. Yeah. Um, I'd love to involve this and this would be fun. So <clears throat> if any of the fools do have a, do have an idea. Um, spam if, JP. Yeah. If you're confident, spam JP. If not, we could maybe get together and and, and like have a collective approach and yeah. say, we want to do this, this, and this. Think of it kind of like make a central, you know, we want to do a few of these different things throughout the day. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it was – there's at least 12 hours it was going on for maybe more yeah. um and each of those is an hour long slot so there's plenty yeah. of opportunity definitely and the other thing is if you if you've got something but you're not sure that it's you're you're able to present it fully on your own mm-hmm. then again let people know because you know having franco chris and berkey all together i mean it's only a really good thing no a lot of them all throughout the day were doing like a joint um, yeah, pro- I I just didn't know that was a thing, and I did it all <laughs> by myself. But a yeah. lot of them were having like um, not just motivation and emotional support, but like audio support. So if you're concentrating yeah. on something and trying to build something within an hour, there was pe- they were calling them uh, earworms. Oh, so yeah. That was quite a nice little term. Um, just speaking over the video and, yeah. and 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 helping support and kind of narrating for you, so you're not doing that rubbing your head and patting your tummy thing. Yeah. and try to concentrate so that was, it was super accessible nice nice cool uh yeah no that's a really good shout i um i must admit i don't interact with carl very often but i occasionally interact with jp and it's always a fucking delight um so yeah good good shout those guys deserve way more love than they get um cool is there any other business yes brett say no no i I don't know. He just kind of waved at the screen, but I'm not sure if that was a yes or a no or a. It, that's that's not sign language. That's <laughs> uh, Al. Anything from you? Um, I've just I, I've just got to say that every time Brett says make a ranch, I, I, my brain just goes to Ram Ranch, and I'm going to put I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put Ram Ranch in the shouts. Um, it's yes. not su- it's not suitable for work, but um, no. I'm assuming everyone's working from home anyway. So yeah, you yeah, can have a bit of Ram Ranch action to cheer your. Miserable spring <laughs> evenings up. <laughs> Good shout. Uh, I have two bits of AOB. I've got a question. Um, it might not be any of the business. Why does my camera keep shutting off every uh, sort of forty minutes? I don't know. It's, it's weird. Really, I mean, it's 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 white people problems, but it's, it's yeah, irritating. yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I, I I can't remember. If we've actually already given these guys a shout out, but um, 
and they make is uh, a new Instagram collective thing where it's showcasing mm. makers and things like that. Um, and I think they're going to be planning on doing some um, some learning content. They do a few live streams and bits like that as well. Uh, I think they're only on um, uh, Instagram at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they're basically just exhibiting uh, makers and artists and stuff. So if you want some inspiration and you want to procrastinate for a little bit, maybe go through, look at uh, the stuff they're putting up. Um, they've got some good people on there. Uh, I have not filled out the form yet for mine, but I will get there eventually. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Uh, the other bit of AOB is a bit of a random one. And I'm saying this more towards Al because uh, I just think it's a really fucking cool idea. Um, I was listening to an, another podcast, the Distraction Pieces podcast by Scroobius Pit. And he had uh, his friend and another hip hop artist, um, B. Dolan on. And they were mostly talking about um, some spinal surgery that um, that B had had earlier in the year. But as part of his, like, I'm in lockdown and bored, he was procrastinating quite a lot by playing Minecraft with his daughter. Um and because they were playing around in it and they realized that you can have your own server and you can get people in, they built a Minecraft, like in their Minecraft server, they built a stadium and invited people in to the state. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There's okay. something, there's something alive in the room with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. So they built this stadium in Minecraft um and then held a concert in minecraft so you could go along as your own little minecraft avatar oh, nice. um and like had different artists playing it and they they had to kind of you know it, it was a bit bodged together the way that they had the audio and everything working but they had a few different artists come in and uh the first one was really successful the second one was last night but i only found out about it yesterday afternoon so i didn't have time to get like into it um but i think they're doing another one as well um, and that's all. I think it's mostly through B. Dolan's uh, Instagram stuff. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like such a fucking cool idea and such a cool way of using that kind of procrastination as a as a useful thing. Um, nice. So yeah, like it. I don't really expect anybody to 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 go along and do it. I just think it was a fucking cool idea. So I wanted to share it. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, right. Uh, that's it. Unless you guys have got anything else? No? Cool. I'm good. Uh, no, we've been on long enough. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on YouTube at The Forge UK. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! 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 <laughs> And what a callback collective. You can find us uh, FWT podcast or Falls with Tools. Either of those should be fine in most places. Um, I think that's everything. So until next week, uh, try not to procrastinate too much. But if you need to, don't don't feel bad about it. Because at the end of the day, we love you 